can the church say praise the Lord? It is good to be in the house of the Lord. Let's stand and give a mighty hand clap unto the Lord. Let's make our webcast audience feel welcome to church in the balcony. Thank you for being in the house of the Lord. You may be seated just for a moment. I'm going to read a few announcements. Uh, we received an uh, invitation uh, to Ignite 2024, March 21st, 22nd, Gate City United Pentecostal Church, 7 p.m. nightly. Guest speaker Caleb Herring and worship leader David Jennings. And the afterburner on Friday night, $10, and that includes food. So if you're interested in going, uh, get with Brother Caleb. And uh, he will uh, take all the information and the number, and then we'll see if we can attend one of these services uh, for Ignite 24. We used to go to quite a bit of uh, Brother uh, Grizzle's uh, services and revivals and conferences, and uh, we kind of uh, got away from it. So uh, they contacted us again, want us to come. So uh, maybe we'll try to go maybe on that Friday night. And uh, that way kids won't have to worry about school the next day. Also, we want to remember February the 6th, I mean February the 11th, that's this Sunday, is Red Sunday. Everybody say Red Sunday. Red Sunday means that if you wear something red, your name is going to be in the drawing for a gift basket. And you can stay after service, and uh, that is in the dining room for refreshments, so keep that in mind. Uh, Christian Community Center, the young people are going to go to the Community Center Friday, February the 23rd, and that will be from 6 o'clock to 8 o'clock. Heart-themed kids gourmet dinner for CAC Kids is going to be Saturday, February the 24th, 2 p.m., and it is a five-course meal, especially for CAC kids, you must RSVP by February the 10th. So that's just around the corner. That'll be uh, by, is that Saturday the 10th? So you got to have it reserved and let Sister Pam know if you're going to do that and uh, be a part of that particular uh, 24th. That's on a Saturday. Remember that, 2 p.m. That's in the day. And uh, you have to let her know. Uh, by this Saturday if you're going to be uh, in that, uh, that particular dinner. Gourmet dinner, always good to eat gourmet. Uh, buy a little Perry Mason gourmet cat food. So, and a short meeting for all who would like to help with that dinner is in the dining room after service tonight, so keep that in mind if you want to help with that. Also, KYC is just around the corner. And that is going to be Friday and Saturday, February 16th and 17th, Northeast Christian Church, Lexington, Kentucky, speaker Josh Carson. So keep that in mind. Section 3 conference, all the Section 3 ministers are expected to attend this. And this is going to be uh, on the 23rd, I think that's February 22nd and 23rd. And somehow that just got... Uh, erased. I'm putting it back right now. 22nd and 23rd. That'll be. Uh, nope. I'm sorry. Yep. I'm not sorry. 6 to 8 p.m. 
<laughs> I thought, that don't look right, but it is right. Section 3 conference, and that is uh, ministers and wives, and uh, we have a conference. And, and, of course, anybody can go uh, if you want to go. Uh, they haven't given me where it's going to be, so um, we'll just, you know, show up somewhere. And uh, it, it's bound to be there. Uh, I, I, I could give a little bit of a... Uh, instruction on how to make sure you give times, dates, and places. And uh, so we don't know the place yet, but we'll try to get that. Also, the men's meeting. We had a great men's meeting on Monday, and it's the first Monday of the month, and our next one will be March the 4th at 6 p.m. And um, our next uh, youth rally, Section 3 rally, is going to be March the 29th instead of uh, the first uh, Friday in April. Uh, Brother uh, Easterling is going to host this. So it's going to be on March the 29th, and uh, it, they're combining it with the Eastern Hyphen Rally. It will begin at 7.30 p.m. at Ashland, Kentucky. And um, there's going to be um, Brother Aaron Bounds is going to be the guest speaker. So I'm sure that not only the hyphen, not only the youth, but some adults would like to go to that. So Brother Aaron Bounds is a great speaker. They've been trying for about two uh, years to get Brother Bounds to come and be a part of that. And uh, so they finally got him. And that will be uh, the last of March, March 29th. And that will begin at 7.30 p.m. But trust me, if you want to be... In that service, you better show up about 6.30 because it's going to be packed out. And you're not going to find a parking place and you're not going to find a seat. So if you're going to go, make sure you go early. All right. And all of that said and done, uh, we do have some prayer requests that we want to make mention of. Uh, of course, uh, we want to remember Sean and Shannon Coleman in prayer uh, at the passing of their mom. And they're going to have a Friday night service at Brother Opie's, and then they're going to have um, the uh, uh, the next service will be Saturday for the funeral, and I think Brother Jay West will be preaching that, and so keep that in mind. That'll be down here at Brother Harris's, and uh, remember the Sean, uh, remember Sean and Shannon Coleman in prayer. Uh, let's remember Stephen and Ginger's baby, and let's remember Janie Bartley. Let's remember Demi Wolford, Renee Stiltner, Danny Ratliff, and Melissa Baker's dad. And if you have a prayer request you'd like to make known just by the raising of your hand, the Lord sees that. He knows what that represents. Let's all stand right now and let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, we come before your presence and we thank you for this opportunity that you have given us to be gathered here together tonight to worship you in spirit and in truth. Thank you, Lord, for allowing us to gather with your precious people that we can not only gather together with fellowship, but we can gather together for worship and praise. I pray, Lord, that you would bless the youth service. I pray that it will continue to grow and multiply. I pray, Lord, that you would move in a mighty way for all 
all that's going to be said and done in these services. I pray that you would bless the five minutes with Timothy. I pray, Lord, that you would bless the Bible study. I pray, Lord, that you would move in a mighty way for each and every one whose name has been mentioned, all of those on our prayer list. Lord, I pray that you would bring healing and deliverance and comfort. All of those that's watching by way of webcast, that they will receive healing. And, Lord, we're going to give you the praise and the honor because you are our God and you are worthy of all praise in Jesus' mighty name. We're going to ask Brother Caleb to come at this time. Let's give the Lord a mighty hand clap of praise. Come on, somebody. He is the reason we're here tonight. Amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. If you agree, say amen. Amen. I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, I know. I know. It's good to, to know some things. Amen. Uh, I personally, maybe it's, maybe it's my pride that I need to get under control, but I personally like knowing things. I like being someone that someone can come to and say, what is the answer to this question? What is what is it that I'm looking for? What is it uh, to this problem or this solution? What is, and I can say I know, uh, we as human beings want to have the answers. And there are questions that will be asked eventually that we will not know the answer. But to the question, where can I find peace? Every person in this church tonight should be able to say, I know. Whenever the question is asked, who is the Lord our God? Every person in this place should be able to say, I know. Whenever someone comes out of this world and says, where do I find deliverance? We should be able to stand up as a church and say, I know, and turn them to the one true living God, Jesus Christ. Deuteronomy 7 and 9. 7 and 9. Deuteronomy says, know therefore. That the Lord thy God, he is God. The faithful God, that's something someone should shout about. Because whenever you're going through a world where it feels like everything's changing, you should be able to say, I know my God does not change. Why? Because Deuteronomy 7 and 9 says, the faithful God, which keepeth covenant and mercy with them that love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. Come on, church, that is a covenant that he has with a thousand generations. That is a covenant, a promise that is to you and to your children and to as many as the Lord our God shall call. An opportunity for people to be able to say, I know where I can go when I'm hurting and when I'm broken. I know who I can turn to whenever this world would do me wrong. I know my Lord Jesus has never left me nor forsaken me. And if I'm going to come into the house, I know what I'm coming to do. I'm coming to praise him because I know he is worthy, great and greatly to be praised. I told someone not long ago that words are cheap. You're trying to convey a message to me. You're trying to tell me that you've changed. Show me. Don't, don't tell me. Show me. I want to know by the way that you live your life uh, that the Lord has impacted you enough for you to change. I want to know that whenever you come into this place, you have come because you know where you can get a breakthrough. I want to be able to see through your praise. 
you shouldn't be doing it for me, but I want to be able to look around at the congregation and know that it's a blessed congregation uh, that is feeling the power and the authority of the, of the presence of God. So tonight, can, I wonder, can we come to the front as the praise team begins to lead us into that atmosphere of praise and of worship? Can we get out of our comfort zones and allow the Lord our God that we know to begin to move us to an atmosphere that is deeper than we've ever experienced before. As the praise team comes, let's begin to lift our hands, close our eyes, and begin to speak to the Lord our God that we know. Hallelujah. Lord, we give you the glory. We give you the praise. Hallelujah. Walking around these walls I'm called by now they fall, but you have never failed me yet. Waiting for change to
praise the Lord's never failed you. Not one time has he failed you. We fail him many times, but he never fails us. We're going to ask the ushers to come. We're going to take up tonight's offering. Give us the Lord blesses you. And we know that you can't outgive the Lord. The Lord is always trying to let us know if you'll be faithful, he's always going to be faithful to you. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, we come before your presence. We thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to give in the offering. I pray, Lord, that you would move in a mighty way for each and every one as they give tonight, that they will freely give, and they will give according to your word. And, Lord, we're going to look unto you because you are the author and the finisher of our faith, and you own it all, and you're just asking us to give back what you already own. Thank you, Lord, for allowing us to give tonight. In Jesus' mighty name.
Youth service can be dismissed. Amen. We are studying a series that deals with revival. How to have revival. Starting points for revival. We we want revival, right? We want revival. So we begin to pray, Lord, send us revival. And that's our prayer. That should be our prayer every day when you're praying for all of your prayer requests and all of the other things that uh, is on the list and maybe praying about our country and, and Israel and all those things. Uh, we should also be praying for revival. Um, we want our loved ones to be saved. We want the community to be saved. And not everybody that says they're saved is saved, but we can still keep praying, Lord, open their eyes and let them see a little deeper walk with you. If you have your Bibles tonight, I want you to turn with me, and we want to look in um, the book of First uh, Thessalonians. Got tickled. We was at the uh, men's meeting Monday night, and Brother Keith was talking to me, and he said, um, you know, you said you wasn't going to preach long, and you preached an hour and 15 minutes. And I said, well, there's a secret to that. I said, uh, if people get into the service worship and praising and, uh, you know, responding to God's word, 20 minutes. But... <laughs> But if people uh, just want to sit there and look at me, Aaron 15, and we had we had a good laugh out of that. Uh, you know, I've learned a long time ago, you just go with what the Lord gives you. Uh, you don't want to bore people, and, and you don't want to wear the saints out, but there's sometimes things that just have to be given that will help us along the way. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse number 2. We give thanks to God always for you all. Say you all making mention of you in our prayers. I pray that uh, we're going to break this down and see how we're uh, measuring up to the Word of God. 
remembering without ceasing your work of faith and labor of love and patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ in the sight of God and our Father, knowing, brethren, beloved, your election of God. For our gospel came not unto you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Ghost and in much assurance, as you know what manner of men we were among you for your sake. And you became followers of us, that means imitators of Paul, uh, and of the Lord, having received the word in much affliction with joy of the Holy Ghost, so that ye were in samples to all that believe in Macedonia and Achaia. For, for from you sounded out the word of the Lord, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but also in every place your faith to Godward is spread abroad, so that we need not to speak anything. For they themselves slew or show of us what manner of entering in we had unto you and how ye turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God. That's a true revival right there. And to wait for his son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, even Jesus, which delivered us from the wrath to come. I want to talk to us tonight about being an example. Being an example. Let's pray. Lord, we come before your presence and we thank you for this opportunity that you've given us to not only read your word, but to become a responder, a responder to your word, a responder that wakes up and realizes that if we want to have revival, we're going to have to follow these steps and we will see that you will bring revival and there will be people that will come to you. There will be people that will leave their idols and their and their uh, their traditions and all the things that they have been wrapped up in. They will leave that and come to the truth and come to you. I ask, Lord, that you would bless us tonight as we teach, that we will teach with an anointing. And, Lord, we give you the praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen, amen. Let's give the Lord a mighty hand. And you may be seated. What I like to do when I study, and this is the way I study the Word, I take a um, subject or a chapter or a book and I start breaking it down verse by verse. What is it talking about? Who's it talking about? Who's it talking to? What is the subject? What is the main theme of what I'm reading? Now, when I look at this, I begin to see that, first of all, thanks was being given to the Lord for all the people. I think that we should never take for granted that our brothers and sisters are always going to be in church and always going to be here because sometimes the devil gets a hold of people and pulls them back out into the world. So we got to be thankful for each other. Right? We got to be thankful for each other. And that's what the prayer was about. Mention of you, making mention of you in our prayers. I wonder how many of us have actually prayed for all that's here tonight in our prayers today. Amen. Thank you, Brother Larry. Amen. You see, if we're not doing that, we're failing to help strengthen the brothers and sisters. We are to mention our brothers and sisters every day. 
because we need to understand that the devil doesn't take a time out. He doesn't take a break. He doesn't sit down. He doesn't rest. He's always on the job. And we have got to pray for one another, mentioning one another in our prayers, remembering without ceasing your work of faith. When I pray and thank the Lord for you, the church, I don't thank the Lord for this building. I do, but that's not what the church is. The church are the people, you. And uh, when I thank the Lord for you, I thank the Lord for your faith and for your labor of love and for how you submit yourself holy and acceptable unto the Lord. I, I put that in my prayer because I want to uh, always pray that we will always have faith and we'll always labor in love. Because a lot of people have quit having faith. They no longer work and operate in faith. They work and operate in the natural. When you start working and operating in the flesh, you get fleshly results. That's why if you think that you can make things happen in our world today without the Lord, you're going to come up with a fleshly result. It's going to disappoint you. That's why a lot of people are frustrated. A lot of people feel like that they failed. And a lot of people just feel overwhelmed because they're trying to deal with things in the natural. We have to deal with things in the spiritual. We find that we need to have a work of faith and a labor of love and patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. I believe that it is imperative if we are going to stand and stay where we need to be in the Lord, we're going to have to have faith, love, and we're going to have to always remember this. We're going to have to be patient of hope. Because I want you to know that if we don't have patience and we start losing our patience, and I say this all the time, if doctors lose their patience, they go out of business, right? Patience with a T. If we lose our patience with a C, we go out of business because sometimes the Lord doesn't give us everything we need right now. Sometimes he gives us what we have need of at a later time when we can handle it. Some people said, boy, I'd like to have this. Well, maybe we couldn't handle it at that time. I know a lot of churches that said, boy, I'd like to be running a 1,000. Maybe you can't handle a 1,000. And, and so those things that we read in verse 3, we got to remember without ceasing your work of faith, your labor of love, and patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ, in the sight of God and our Father. Knowing, brethren beloved, your election of God, know who you are know who you are somebody say I'm a child of the king I'm a child of the king the devil can't make me doubt it oh we used to sing that song you can't make me doubt it no you can't make me doubt it you can't make me doubt it in my soul you can't make me doubt it I can't live without it you can't make me doubt it Hallelujah. Knowing, 
brethren, beloved, your election of God. For our gospel came not unto you in word only, but in power. We have got to remember, it is good to know this right here. In fact, it's imperative that we know this right here. But it did not just come to us with this right here. It came also with power. Ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. I believe that as we read this verse, we understand that the gospel is not just knowing words in a book. The gospel is living in the power of the Lord. I believe the power in the Holy Ghost. And in much assurance, as ye know what manner of men we were among you for your sake. And ye became, and notice this, and this is where a lot of people get so messed up because they're operating again and thinking in the natural. It says, ye were in samples to all because, here's what happened, ye became followers of us. Now, I want you to understand something. Paul had never wanted to be worshipped. And he never wanted to be praised. In fact, there was one time that he even said these words. They would have plucked out their own eyeballs and give them to us if we had just asked them. That's how much they really respected them and thought of them. Knew that they was of God. But following Paul and following the apostles and following the disciples means that you become an imitator. In other words, you imitate what you see some of the older saints do. You know, how would anybody ever know to raise their hand if they went to a church that never raised their hand? How would anybody ever know to stand for the reading of the word if nobody ever stood for the reading of the word? This following is not a worshiping, but it is looking at someone like Paul who said, you know, I'm going to follow Jesus. You follow me as I follow Christ, which means you imitate me. If, if, if I pray bended knees, you pray bended knees. There ain't nothing wrong with that. A lot of people look at it and say, well, praise God, I'm not going to imitate no man because men can imitate the wrong thing. Absolutely they can. But if you ain't got no more faith in your Paul and your Silas and the disciples that's been full of the Holy Ghost and born again, then, yeah, you ain't never going to follow nobody because you're going to say, I'm not going to follow man. But if you got faith that the people you are in church with are true saints of God, I feel the Holy Ghost in this. If you truly feel that Brother Larry is a saint of God, when he lifts his hands, maybe I want to lift my hands. If you truly believe that, that Brother Dwayne is a, is a child of God, that maybe when he begins to say hallelujah, you'll say hallelujah. You know why? Because we are followers of of those that have proven they have the power of the Holy Ghost. I know plenty of people, and now 
our generation is becoming the older generation. We can look at the older generation in this church, and, and I'm not too far behind all of you. That's the older generation. And uh, I remember growing up in the Lord, not in church, but growing up in the Lord, when I would see older saints of God lift their hands and their little head would bob under the power of the Holy Ghost. And it would inspire me, Brother Jimmy. It would inspire, I want to pray like them. I want to pray like that. I want a move of God in my life like that. I'm sure that all of us could go back and we could talk about, uh, you know, the brother Tig Rose. Uh, uh, we could talk about the, the uh, you know, I don't know if it'd be Mamma Ellie or, or Ain't Ellie or, or uh, Cousin Ellie, probably in all the above. But, you know, we can go back and we can look at those people that did not worry about how they worshiped the Lord. And, and it wasn't just a Sunday night. When they came to Wednesday night, they were, they were shouters and they were, they were worshipers. I tell you what, it's hard to sit. When you see somebody doing this, it's hard to sit and watch and judge and say, wonder what's going through their mind. I'm telling you, we ought to be excited about the people of God that knows what it is to serve the Lord with power, with praise, with worship. I know a lot of older saints done gone on. And I would watch them, some of them would be uh, shouting up and down the platform back in the day. People would gather around the music and they would begin to just gather around the front and they'd have a little church going on. And then when they felt the power of God start moving, then you might have the lead singer bow out of the song and, and just start speaking in tongues and worshiping the Lord. And then you might have somebody else that would bow out of the musicians and, and just come off the platform and have to do a little shouting around the front row. I'm telling somebody, we got to learn how to be followers of those that have the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen, amen. We're the older generation now. We have got to pick up the mantle that has been dropped from the previous generation. Just like Elijah did to Elisha, the mantle fell and Elisha picked it up and he said, you know what, I'm going to imitate what I've seen from Elijah. I'm going to imitate what I have seen. So he took that mantle and he began to strike the waters and he called on the Lord God of Elijah and the waters parted if you don't think it's a generation after generation after generation thing you ain't really got the power of the Holy Ghost I'm going to tell you we got the same power as the generation before us the generation before them and the generation before them I think I want to follow that which is good I want to follow and imitate that which is powerful in the Holy Ghost Oh, church used to be more than just a gathering. It was a, it was excitement. It was, it was a place where the power of God changed people's lives. 
people would come to church and they had an old drunk husband at home and uh, that husband dared them to go to church and they got out and went to church anyway. There was times when they got to church, they don't know, the church didn't know uh, what, what chaos they had been through and that's putting it lightly. They didn't know what they had been through, but when they got to church, they just put on their shouting shoes, and they began to praise the Lord and worship the Lord. Hallelujah. I tell you what, it was like it was like just a conversation. I don't think Brother Dwayne will mind me telling you, just a conversation right before church. And he said, is it bad to think that you got to come to church to get some peace? And I said, that's the only peace that some people will ever experience because when they go back home they're going back to chaos they're going back to wife beaters they're going back to cussing they're going back to drinking they're going back to those things you know what that's the only real peace that I have sister Racine is in you I believe that we got to come to the conclusion that there was something in the lives of these older saints. They weren't pretenders. They didn't. I, I remember news organizations used to visit all these churches, Pentecostal churches, and they would report on it. And you'd see a reporter off in the side and people shouting over there. And they'd say, these people's working themselves up into a frenzy. Let's watch them for a moment. You see... From the natural standpoint, we're working our way to that. People's getting so sweaty and so deprived of oxygen in the brain. They, they start convulsing. That's what they think about you and me. I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to prove them wrong. I'm going to prove that this is the power of God. Just like it was on the day of Pentecost when they said, these folks are drunk. And oh, Peter said, not as ye suppose. You see, how many wants revival? I mean, truly wants revival. How many come tonight not just to put your time in, not just to sit through another service and listen to a preacher yell it and tell it, but you came tonight to give it all to Jesus. Give it all to Jesus. Oh, them older saints, I'm telling you, I miss them older saints. I miss them older saints. I pray every day, Lord, don't let me fail the next generation by sitting on my behind and sitting on my particular pew with my name on it and just sit there and, and say, yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good teaching, brother. Oh, don't let me fail another generation that will never know what it's like to get in the power of the Lord, to feel the, oh, I feel the, to feel the Holy Ghost. Woo. I want to be an example because I followed an example. 
I watched saints of God as they would come to church and they would tell me their stories. Everybody has a story, right? They would tell me of their stories. Some would tell me, little sister Pearl would say, you know what? When I was praying for the Holy Ghost, I let the bread burn. And it was expensive because we didn't always have flour. So how was I going to tell my husband, my lost husband, I burn his bread? Praying. Because he's going to look at you and say, don't pray, cook. Right? But you know what those little women did? They come on to church anyway. Some of them shouted out of their house, down their driveway to the side of the road. And I would uh, come by and pick up some of them sometimes. And before I could even barely see them, I'd see little heads bobbing and little, little arms are flailing. And I'd pull up. They'd take one step on the van and two steps off. I said, come on now, you got to get on here. They'd look at me and they'd do that little head bob and they'd do that. And then they'd grab another step and two steps back. And then little Goldie Mae might just get behind them and start pushing them up there. You know what? We need to get back to the old-fashioned revival, devil stomping, having church on Wednesday. I'm going to tell you something. There's, there, there's been churches that started out with about 15, 12 to 15 people on a Wednesday night and because somebody wanted a move of God and wanted the Lord to come down and fall on a Wednesday night, it went from 12 to 15 to 50 in no time flat. Because people's not looking for a club to join or they will go join a club. They're looking for something that's going to give them peace of mind. Something that's going to give them joy unspeakable and full of glory. Something that's going to help them get through their night and wake up in the morning with a joy that is beyond compare or anything else. Oh, those older saints examples to follow I would follow them older saints brother Charlie Hunt was one of the older saints I would follow playing the guitar I told you about this I didn't have a guitar I borrowed my wife's uncle guitar it was a Martin and he dared me to put a scratch on it he said but you can keep it as long as you want to play it in church no better place to play it so I took that Martin guitar and my little brown jug theme that I had and everybody knows that song. And, and I sat beside Brother Charlie. And I'd sit, he'd sit like right there. And he'd, he'd be a playing. And I'd sit right there and I'd watch him. He'd change, I'd change. He'd change, I'd change. He'd pick, I'd say, I can't do that. He'd change, I'd change. <laughs> he capo, I capo. Everybody knows what capo is, bro, Jim. It's that little thing that you move and slide up down the neck. So if you can't play in E-flat, you capo it. It's called a cheater bar. <laughs> it's kind of like transposing this keyboard. If you can't play in B-flat, you just transpose it to B-flat and play, play in G. Right? 
That's the way it is. Makes it easy. That's what I like about the bass. You don't need a capo for the bass. You just move right on up the neck. Play the same pattern. Maybe that's the reason I chose the bass. Easiest instrument to learn to play. Hardest instrument to keep a beat. We got to understand that these examples was for us. Now we are the older generation. These younger generation of the 20, 30, and 40-year-olds are going to have to see us with the real thing. They're going to have to see us come to church happy to be here. You know, if you ever watch any gun smoke, you know, you know what they say when they get introduced to somebody? When they say, this is Chester Good. Proud to know you. Good to know you. Proud to know you. It wasn't say, glad to meet you. That's what we say, right? Oh, good to meet you. Glad to meet you. But they say, good to know you. You see, there's something about that older generation that had realness about them. When, when they came to church, they came because they knew God was able. They knew that if they had a problem, that there was no problem too big that he couldn't solve it. They knew if they had felt like that life was falling apart, that they just take one trip to the altar and say, Lord, you're my glue. Put me back together. A lot of times those older saints, they didn't have no money. Many of them didn't have cars. Many of them didn't have the luxuries of life, but they had the Holy Ghost. I'm glad I grew up under a generation that was not ashamed of Jesus Christ. I'm glad I grew up under a generation that was not ashamed to shout in public. I'm glad I grew up under a generation that wasn't waiting on somebody else to start clapping their hands or start doing something. They'd just be the first one standing up. He says, and ye became followers of us. I'm going to challenge this younger generation. Find you someone older and follow them. What does little boys do to their daddy? That's right. You, you be walking along, there's my shadow. I ain't got no little boy, but I got Perry Mason. <laughs> He's my shadow. But you know what? I would follow my dad. If he'd done something, I wanted to do it. If, if he put on his mining cap and he had another laying there, I'd put on me one. I never will forget, I was riding in the back of the truck. This is before it was dangerous to do so. <laughs> I was riding in the back of a pickup truck. My daddy's mining light and cap and all that was laying there, and I thought, whoo-wee, I'm going to put this on. I put the belt on, it went, Pfft. I picked it back up. 
I was holding it with one hand, put the light on and the cap on with the other, and I was standing up in the back of the bed. That's for it's dangerous. I was standing up in the back of the bed. All of a sudden, in that standard truck, he changed gears. I went back. The hat flew off. Belt and light went to my ankles. And all of a sudden, I busted the lens out of his light. Ooh. I'm in trouble now. So uh, he gets out. He gets ready to go in the mines. He puts on his light. He puts on. He starts looking. What happened to my light, son? You know when you hit second gear about 35 around that curve a while ago? It come off. He just shook his head. But you see, I wanted to imitate him. Because I knew he knew something. I knew he had something. He had work ethic. He had all sorts of desire to raise a family. Uh, a godly family, even though he didn't go to church at the time, he made us go, and I never did understand that. He'd sleep in and say, we'd try to say, I'm going to sleep in. No, you ain't. <laughs> but you ain't going. That's me. Do as I say. <laughs> but I'm glad I can follow people that do and say and say what they do and do what they say. That's what he's talking about here. He says, so that ye were followers. You became followers of us and of the Lord. Now, there's nothing wrong following people that follow the Lord. Now, if you're following these heathens, that's the problem. If you're following the deceived, that's the problem. If you're following tradition, that's the problem. But there's no problem in following Holy Ghost-filled people. If you love Jesus, clap your hands right now. I don't have no problem following people that love Jesus. So that ye were, and notice this word in verse 7, in samples, which means examples. You were examples because you followed us. You became examples wherever you went. You see, that's why... Apostolic Pentecostal people are different people than most religions. We learn how to follow true believers. And then we are examples everywhere we go. Everywhere we go. That means if I go to work, I'm going to be an example. If I go to the store, if I go to the gas station... You go to school, you know what? The worst thing you can do is shout and praise the Lord and people can watch the internet and see you running the aisles and whoo, and then see you at Walmart when somebody's bumping the back of your heels with their buggy and you turn around and let them have it with both of them. You're not following the example. I believe that we got to learn how to be an example of the believers. I don't know where your Macedonia is, but anybody remember the Macedonian call? Come over here and help us. 
There's a lot of people wanting help. And it's not all about a dollar. Some people just want to know who Jesus is. Some people want to know what it takes to be saved. 3,000 people on the day of Pentecost cried up, Hey, what do we got to do to be saved? Imitate us. What do you mean imitate us? Repent. That's what we did. Get baptized in Jesus' name. That's what we did. Get filled with the Holy Ghost. That's what we did. 3,000 people was added to the church that day. All because somebody was an example. 120 examples ended up being 3,120 examples. See, this is how revival multiplies. If you want this church filled, you have to be an example. I guarantee one thing, if you got the real deal, the true Holy Ghost, people are starving and thirsting for that realness. Because some people go to churches, Pentecostal churches, other denominal churches, and they sit on pews and they hear the preacher get up and talk in a monotone voice and begins to just tell people, how much Jesus loves them and how much they should love each other. And then they go home, and you know what happens when they go home? They have no change. There's nothing happened in their life. Nothing good took place. Nothing powerful happened. You see, the reason people like our singing, I'm not talking about cornerstone singing. I'm talking about apostolic, Pentecostal, anointed, Holy Ghost-filled I'm going to rear back and let her fly singing. The reason they like that is because they feel something. You know, you know why they like apostolic Pentecostal preaching? It's because it's different. When an apostolic Pentecostal preacher gets up anointed of the Lord and starts preaching every word has impact and people start feeling the power of the Lord and tears start flying I I remember one year I was asked to do a community thing and I said okay I'll do it and uh, I went to do it and 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 while we were uh, in the midst of that service Uh, People's tears were streaming down their face. I didn't preach anything so, you know, tremendous that people said, Ooh, man, he's like Paul. He he could speak with authority. No, I just preached a simple message. I just simply preached on an Easter message. But you know what? Tears streaming down people's face. People coming up and saying, Oh, I've never heard a message like that. You know, it wasn't me. It could have been any apostolic Pentecostal preacher because it's the power they felt. I'm going to help us. I'm going to help us. 
It's not going to be if we get 17 evangelists come in, if we get a week's worth of revival, five weeks worth of revival services. It's going to be when on a Wednesday night we show up full of the Holy Ghost, praising and worshiping our God. And then when we go out in this community, people feel God. People feel God. You were examples to everybody in Macedonia. We all have a Macedonia. Every one of us. Some of your Macedonians live right beside of you. Some of your Macedonians are your family. Some of your Macedonians pumping gas. Some of your Macedonians are the ones that hand you your pizza at Giovanni's. Praise God, it better not be cold. I gave a $5 tip to somebody the other day that, trust me, they didn't deserve it. It was terrible. But you know what I said? I'm going to give them a tip anyway. You know, I could have I could have said, I always say this joking around. Me and my wife joke at the table all the time. We have a good time. We're funny people. <laughs> you'll hang out with us sometimes. You'll have a you'll have a ball. I look at her and I that waitress walks by and don't ask me if my glass that's empty. You want a refill? She walks by. She walks by again. Don't stop. I look at my wife and say, She's cutting into her tip. Lay five on the table, pull one back. <laughs> walk by again, walk by again. Make eye contact this time with you like, like I'm going. There goes another one off the table. But I end up giving them a five anyway. You know why? They don't deserve it, but do we deserve anything ourselves? None of us deserve anything. We deserve a place called hell. That's, that's where we should be going. But the Lord loves us so much that he says, if you'll be followers of me and you'll be followers of those full of the Holy Ghost and you find some people in Macedonia and you're examples to them, I'm going to bless you anyway. What if the Lord... What if, what if the Lord said, you know what, I'm going to lay some ones on the table since we're oneness. <laughs> the Lord looks at us and says, okay, I want you to be an example at work. When you go to work, praise God. That boss gives me one more thing to do. If I see one more form on this desk, i got to fill out. If I have to file that paperwork, one more folder. I know we never do that, so everybody say amen. But you know what? <laughs> what, if, what if the Lord saw us doing that and he went, hmm, there goes that blessing. <laughs> and then maybe... Maybe we go to the gas station down here and we put in our card and pull it out. 
nothing happens. Put in our card and pull it out, nothing happens. Put in our card and pull it out, nothing happens. And then you look to see if anybody's going to turn the pump on for you. And they're just in there talking and hee-hee and ha-ha. So you say, that's all right. Let me go in here. I'm going, I'm going, I'm going to help them out. Anybody see me out here at this pump? No, sir, we didn't. We're Facebooking. <laughs> Lord says, there goes that other blessing. Pretty soon, we're down to no blessings. But you know what? The Lord loves us so much that he looks at us and says, you don't deserve it. I don't deserve it. But I'm sure glad he blesses me. I am glad. I thought about uh, the scripture. It talks about his, his mercies are renewed. Every morning I wake up new mercies. I don't deserve them. Brother Jim, I don't deserve Oh, well, pastor, you sacrificed this. And I ain't done nothing. I'm going to tell you, at our best, our righteousness is as filthy rags. So don't, don't tell me how much you sacrifice and, and you go to church all the time and now you need you some me time. We ain't done nothing. But if I can become an example and I can start being an example to my Macedonians and if I can start being examples to those around me who are from Achaia, if I can just get in that place and sound out the word of the Lord, not only in Macedonia, around those that we know and around other church folk, meet church folk in the, in, in the store and say, praise the Lord, hallelujah, how you doing? And then meet a stranger on the street, won't give them the time of day. If you want revival, Somebody say, if you want revival, this is how you do it. But also in every place your faith to God would is spread abroad. Everywhere you go, not just Macedonia, not just Achaia, not just in Cornerstone on a Wednesday night when we're all here loving each other. Some of us are going to go out those doors after a while and we're going to meet somebody not, in a, not somebody from Macedonia, not somebody from Achaia, but somebody we don't know. And it's going to be up to us to be an example of the believers. Because of a simple fact. They themselves show of us what manner of entering in we had unto you and how ye turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God. This is revival. Revival's not a sign. Revival is not an evangelist. Revival sometimes don't even happen during those special services. Revival happens outside of those services. Here's the reason. Because when you get real with the Lord, you begin to help others turn to God. When people see that you have turned to God from your idols, I meet people all the time. I don't hate them. 
I just don't like them. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just joking. I meet people all the time that I went to high school with. First thing they want to say is not, oh, we're so proud of you. you you're a preacher and doing some television work, radio work, and, and uh, your church seems to be doing good. And all. No, that ain't what they say. I remember when. So I got to sit and go through this whole thing. Everything from my junior year to my senior trip. Everything that went wrong before, during, and after. And I got to listen to all that. And they got to tell me all that. But you know what? After they get through telling me all that I was, they realize I was not that anymore. I always like to end the conversation is, that's the way I was. Look at me now. How do you like me now? We got to understand something. That when they see us turn to God from our idols, we can convince them and be an example to them. And they will turn from their idols to God. What are our idols today? There ain't nobody, I ain't seen nobody in my lifetime, bro, Dwayne, out, out in the yard with a chainsaw carving out idols. But I've seen people make idols out of a lot of stuff from hobbies, jobs, family, always got to travel. You know, I ain't been on a vacation in seven years. I have preachers tell me all this, this all the time. They say, I ain't been on no vacation. You know what? Pastor McKinney, I ain't been on no vacation in about uh, seven years. I start doing this to them. <laughs> and I look at them. And I roll my eyes, of course. And I say, that's okay. Does that mean that you, you, you can't make it? out of vacation I said I've been pastor for 26 years and I ain't had a full week's vacation ever not that I want one I can't leave Perry Mason he won't he won't travel <laughs> but you know what if we can be an example people will turn to God when they see you're real they don't see me here on Wednesday talking about how we got to live wholly separate and uh, come out from among the world and all this. And then on Monday, they see me running around with people saying, hey, can, uh, can, can you do this for me and, and, and make this happen? Can you manipulate this? I don't understand people like that because I don't think like that. I've never understood people that's deceiving on Monday, but on Sunday, whoo! I don't think like that. I hope you don't think like that. Because I will tell you this, if you are a good example, people will see that you have left your idols and you have turned to God. <laughs> Revival breaks out. You see, they turn to God from idols to serve the living and true God. I believe that in 
in closing today, Jesus Christ is the greatest example we've got. How many knows that Jesus gave the example? People say, oh, well, who was Jesus praying to in the garden? Well, first of all, you don't even know how to ask the right question. Because first of all, Jesus looks at the disciples and says, watch and pray. I'm going to go yonder, watch and pray. Jesus goes over here, Lord, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. Hmm. Walk back over and say, what? Couldn't you even watch with me one hour? You see, the question was not who he was praying to. The question should have been, are you following my example? Oh, I wish I had a little help. Jesus didn't pray to a first, second, or third person. Jesus was our example. Jesus didn't need to be baptized. But did he get baptized? Amen. Why? Because if Jesus didn't do it, there'd be some goofball say, I don't have to get baptized because Jesus didn't get baptized. Then, if it hadn't have been the Holy Ghost descending like a dove, somebody would have said, I don't need the Holy Ghost. Never happened to Jesus. Isn't it amazing how we talk like that when we want to make a sarcastic remark? <laughs> we never talk intellectual when we want to make a sarcastic remark. <laughs> but you know what? If we're not careful, we will not be followers of Jesus or followers of them that follow Jesus. We'll be renegades. You know, uh, renegades are them people that don't want to follow the crowd. You know, just to give you a little idea, all these little proxy, uh, you know, um, groups like Hamas and, and, uh, and, and Houthis, Houthis and all these people. They're proxy groups. And, and all they are are, are little um, renegade. Uh, they're backed by Iran, of course. But that's not, I'm not going to get political on you. But I just want to tell you something. Somebody asked the question, do you think that any of these little proxy groups could just go rogue on their own? Kill somebody just because they want to without Iran telling them to. Somebody said, of course they could. Some of our generals said, of course they could. But we know who's behind all of them. That's what they said. So I don't want to be a, a rogue because a rogue is not looked upon favorably. I don't want to be a renegade to where I'm just somebody who says, I'm not going to follow this, and I'm not going to follow Brother McKinney's teaching, and I'm not going to follow the church across the, the state lines teaching. I'm in Jesus. 
got her own thing going. Right? That's the way some people look at serving the Lord. They just simply look at, well, I'm going to do it my way. They break out the Frank Sinatra, put on the hat. I did it my way. We got to be an example. Why were the salt of the earth? We got to be an example. We're the light of the world. We got to be an example. We're open book, known and read of all men. People know who we are. When you got in this parking lot, people said they're one of them. You don't have to have your name on the book. You just pull in the parking lot. People said, they're one of them. I'm so glad I can say I'm one of them. The example of the church. People today are looking for real solutions to difficult problems and needs. The church provides the opportunity to reflect a little heaven on earth. That's why when you're having a bad day and you come to the house, Lord, you got about one hour and 15 minutes or two hours of peace. Peace. I like that song that says, peace, peace. Little peace coming down from the Father above. You see, if, if I can just get a moment of peace. I, I, I have back pain 24-7. 365. That's just a given. And that's why when you see my eyebrows together, I ain't looking at you all mad. <laughs> I'm trying to keep focus so I can say, instead of going, ouch, say amen. <laughs> so with that, I, I just want to say this, that if we're not careful, we won't be an example to others of how to be true worshipers of the Lord, even when you're going through something, because this is my moment of peace. See, you don't know that. You don't know that. But when I come into the presence of God with God's people, it's my moment. got to be an example our kids need to see an example these younger married couples need to see an example they don't need to see somebody changing partners every six months they need to see somebody's been married 50 some years 40 some years anybody been married more than 50 some years 50-some. Amen. They need an example. What, what is true love? What is marriage? Marriage is exactly the example of our relationship with the Lord. 
we, we don't serve him today and then go get a new one now and later and all this. And, and trust me, I know bad things happen to good people, so please don't leave this and say, all Brother Rich talks about is divorce and sin and all this, and he must hate my guts. No. No. I love you. And I want you to do the right things in life. And I want you to understand that there's a lot of things that happen, and we just have to work at being a good example. The example of service toward one another. I've come tonight not only for myself, but also for you. I hope that you came not only for yourself, but also for me. Because that's the way God wants us to look at each other. We're here to support, encourage, help, strengthen, pat each other on the back if we have to and say, you're going to make it. I was telling a pastor friend of mine today, he was, I'm doing a little thing where I'm going to interview some pastors on the, on the daily ICAST and and one of the pastors said, I, I really want to do this, but I'm just swamped with all this uh, stuff that I'm involved in right now. I'm, I'm trying to get further my education, pass some exams, and do some stuff and studying. And I said, here's what I said. I didn't say, well, praise God. You're too old to do that. <laughs> he might have folded the books and said, I guess I am. No, I said, you know what? You can do this. In fact, I want to read you the exact words I said to him. <laughs> That's right. That's right. He said, having to dust off some study and exam skills. I went, hee hee, you can do it. Exclamation point. You know what? Somebody comes to church and says, can't take much more. I can't go through this again. I can't know. I I'm I can't stand what I'm going through. You just look at it and say, you can take it. You can get through it. How many believes that we have power? Power to overcome. We're more than conquerors. Amen. I'm going to ask the singers and musicians to come, and I want to close with this. People are looking for a family, and they're looking for friendship. They ought to be able to find it right here. Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. So that means if you're carrying something, I ought to carry it with you. If you'll move over just a little bit. I'll lend you a helping hand. I remember them old songs. I wish I remembered the words. <laughs> Jesus left his ministry in the hands of the church. That's you and me. Then he ascended into heaven. We are his representatives to conduct his work on earth until he returns. Let us be the best examples we can be. The 
army used to have a slogan, be all you can be. I believe that the Lord is telling us, be all you can be.